I'm Robert Pearson, and this is Follow the Leader. Uh, forgive the crazy hair today. I'm procrastinating on a haircut. So, this is the time where I sit down on my lunch break, and we go over scriptures that inform what godly masculinity looks like. And we are in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 today, uh, verses 9 through 12. So, here we go. Enjoy life with the woman whom you love all the days of your fleeting life, which we, he has given to you under the sun. For this is your reward in life and in your toil in which you have labored under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, for there is no activity or planning or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol where you are going. I again saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle is not to the warriors, and neither is bread to the wise, nor wealth to the discerning, nor favor to men of ability, for time and chance overtake them all. Moreover, man does not know his time, like fish caught in a treacherous net and birds trapped in a snare. So the sons of men are ensnared at an evil time when it is suddenly falls on them. Ecclesiastes is such an uplifting book, isn't it? It's it's this neat mix of because everybody's going to die one day, you don't matter. And so because nothing matters, just relax and have fun. Um, don't stress. It's this interesting, depressing hopefulness. But... I think it's fascinating, especially nowadays, because as you look at modern media, that crippling weight of what has become a buzz term, existential dread, um, you know, by people who have no idea what they're talking about, but the idea that life is meaningless and that we're just sitting on a little blue rock hurtling through space, that's, that's crippling, because if you're an atheist... You have, you know, if you don't have God, that's it. That's all you have. And it's a little terrifying. And this is Solomon uh, looking that reality in the face and going, yeah, but, you know, God's, God's in control of stuff. So just hang out. Have fun. Relax, guys. It's no big deal. Don't stress. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. So, um, what do you think about this? That's, that's what I've been going into. Um, I love the start of it. Uh, enjoy life with the woman whom you love all the days of your fleeting life. I love the dig, it's fleeting. Um, you can't just say all the days of your life. He's like, no, it's a fleeting life. Don't forget that. Which he has given you under the sun, which God has given you. Enjoy the wife. Enjoy your days. And that's your reward in life and in your toil in which you have labored under the sun. You get to work and you get to go home to the woman you love. And if you don't love her, um, now I'm, I'm painting in broad strokes now. Obviously, every situation is different, but largely, if you don't love her, that's your fault. Loving someone is a choice. Uh, you're choosing not to love the woman that you chose to marry and that you told her, we're going to be together till one of us dies. <laughs> Which, by the way, is not plan A. Um, so then choose to work at it, choose to, you know, if they're unwilling to change, then you might have to be the one that, 
that changes. It does take two to tango. Uh, however, people are too quick, I think, to just cast dispersions and go, oh, well, they're not trying, so I'm not going to try. Well, that creates a cycle where the other person sees that you're not trying, so they're not going to try. And it goes around and around and around. So you should both be trying, and you should both be working to um, improve yourself, to become better. You want your marriage to be an investment for the other person. You want them to invest their life in you with the assumption that you're going to increase in value over time as a, as a person, obviously, in, immaterial value of, of being an awesome person. And don't stress. God's going to provide. He always does. So, you know, work hard, pay attention, stay focused, do your best, but then, you know, chill out. Don't, don't let life be more complicated than it is. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, for there is no activity or planning or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol where you're going. Uh, Sheol is not uh, hell. The, the afterlife that you find in the Old Testament is one of all, everybody who dies go to the same place. Um, and so it's just death. It's, it's kind of generic death, wherever the after afterlife is. The grave, you might say. And his idea is, enjoy being alive, because when you die, you don't get to be alive. Because that's how being dead works, right? So, you know, take whatever it is you have to do, and go do it. And the, the, the next section, where he talks about the uh, race is not to the swift, and the battle is not to warriors, or mighty men, or strong men. Um, and Bread's not to the wise or wealth to the discerning. Sometimes people just get lucky, right? Time and chance overcome them all. Uh, you can be incredibly intelligent and still just get dealt a bad hand. Uh, life, life is like that. It's a little bit like a poker game where, yes, you, can, you have to play the hand that you're dealt. And if you're clever, if you're crafty, if you're smart, if you're industrious, you can take a terrible hand and you might be able to win with it. Uh, there's still a large degree of chance involved, though. Um, even if you have that will to work and that, that, that shrewdness and that desire, a lot of that is genetics or a byproduct of your, how you were raised, which is itself kind of random sometimes. And so the... Uh, just the, uh, the understanding that, you know, maybe just because you failed or because you lost or... You're, you're poor. It, yes, you want to seek to improve yourself, um, but and, and you want to seek to do to work hard and to be shrewd with your money. But you may have just got dealt a bad hand and got got hit with some hard times, and uh, tragedy happens to everybody. You know, you have have good times, and you know, if you hang on long enough, maybe you'll get lucky one day. As the saying goes, I'd rather be lucky than good. So just it doesn't it, it doesn't excuse you from being exceptional and, and from working, but also understand that you know sometimes you get lucky, and sometimes you get unlucky, and to just be be aware that that's a reality. That plays in a little bit of um, God's will in your life, also, 
and to understand that there is a balance in things. Sometimes things happen for a reason, and sometimes life is just random. And so then you can choose to make a good reason out of it. In Romans, uh, I think it's 8.28, God causes all things to work for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. He causes all things to work for good. It doesn't say he causes all things. Stuff happens, and then God sort of reactively can take that and turn it into things that are good. It doesn't mean that everything that happens is good and necessary. But that by having faith in God, and trusting, and moving in faith, you can take what is a terrible situation and find good, godly things about it. So, what's a different way to say this? Um, you know, eat, drink, and be married, for tomorrow you die. Right? Be, be happy, be satisfied with life, work hard, love your family, and know that, you know, one day you're going to die. So, enjoy being alive while you are. So, is this meant, uh, is this passage, do you think, meant to uh, convict or encourage in any way? Um, I would say neither. I think it just flatly kind of lays out the facts of the situation, which is sort of the whole voice of the book, is not that it's intended to uh, convict you to feel bad about not enjoying life or to encourage you to, well, you know, enjoy life because you're going to die, um, but rather just to flatly say, hey, here's the... Here's the way things are going to go. Here's how life is going to happen to you. Um, here's how to make the best of it. Ball's in your court. All right? So in light of this, how do we live? Um, I don't know. When I come home from work today, I think I'm going to hug my wife just a little bit longer. And uh, you know, spend a little more time with each of my kids. And remember that that's my reward for, for working hard at work every day is being able to come home to some awesome people. And if you don't have awesome people to come home to, that's the that's the drive of that you would one day have it. So you're working hard, saving your money, planning, you know, if you are going to start a family or you want to. How do you how do you start doing that now? You know, having uh, building up your your assets instead of just throwing money away. Um Going, going places where you're going to meet a marryable lady like church. Not trying to pick people, floozies up at the bar, but trying to, you know, find young ladies of character. Whether through, uh, oh, we got meetup groups everywhere now, so you can find um, some solid meetup groups, or you know, the there are young couples groups. Churches have started doing that, or online. Um, there are a lot of good online um, dating sites like eHarmony where it's it's it is a focus of a long enduring relationship and not uh, not just a dating hookup site. So you know if you don't have you know the woman who you love, if you don't have a family that you're coming home to every day, be thinking about it and just be taking steps now, right? So that's all I got. It's pretty straightforward. Um, enjoy life, work hard, and uh, as, as I told my son the other day as I was making my nine-year-old mow the lawn, hard work makes food taste better. And you you really do appreciate 
not even luxuries, but just simple, um, simple things in life, even simple necessities, just a cold glass of water after you've been hard at work on a hot day is just suddenly magical. So that's all I got. Tell me what you think. Share your answers to these questions. Uh, ask me your own questions. I have a, a decent repository of biblical knowledge. And I am willing to answer random things you may or may not have to ask. Uh, this can be found on all major platforms, too, if you're interested. Between YouTube and Facebook and Spotify now. Because Anchor does stuff on Spotify, too. And SoundCloud. And come on over to Facebook and say hello at facebook.com forward slash follow to lead. Follow the number two lead. Facebook. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I can think of. You're awesome. And I'll see you next time. Godspeed.